0: back to the Glass Seats Podcast. This is where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on headlines surrounding the NHL, including recent stories,
1: game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst the fans. This is Viddy. My name is Mernal, and this week in hockey, everybody's got theories, everybody's got rumors, and it doesn't matter. We're talking on ice, we're talking off ice, we're talking team relocations. Mm-hmm. It is rumor season in hockey. Ready to discuss? Oh, yeah. Have you been able to keep up with everything going on, man? Uh, Honestly, it it felt like a couple weeks ago things were getting a little bit
0: slow outside of the playoffs, and now it just feels like there's an abundance. We can't keep up with it. There's so much. We got three topics today. Usually we got two, we got three today.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a big show, big show. Mm -hmm. Uh, So last time we talked, uh, the second round was just kind of starting to formalize. Uh, on this episode, second round's over and third round game ones are just finished. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to do a little retro on the second round and then talk a bit about the third round. So mm-hmm. uh, let's just dive right into it. First uh, matchup from the second round, we're going to talk about Florida beats Toronto 4-1. Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh, didn't see that one coming. I
0: uh, I remember, uh, well, sure, Florida beat uh, Boston in, in, in seven, but I thought that was more of a Boston kind of fell apart and choked, collapsed. Um, I thought Toronto was, a, b- given that they were able to take down Tampa, I thought they had this one in the bag. Then they went down 3-0, and I was like, the series is done. It doesn't matter what the game count is. Toronto is not coming out of this. Um, yeah. Florida's playing with heart, and Toronto isn't, and I think that's the biggest deal breaker right now.
1: Florida's also playing with a literal brick wall in net. Yeah. Like, Sergey Bobrovsky in the Toronto series, save percentage nine four three.
0: Yeah. Anything close to 9-5 is ridiculous, and I think, yeah. like, I, I mean, we're recording this on uh, Saturday, May 20th. Um, so the, the quadruple overtime game one, uh, between, uh, Carolina and Florida just happened and <laughs> the same percentage was, was over 0.95 or something. Yeah.
1: Over 0.96, I think. Oh my God. That Bobrovsky that's unreal. has yeah,
0: ascended every level. Yeah. That's like, re- that's almost funny how good it is. Yeah. Like it's, you laugh, you see, uh, even as a coach or a GM, you see a stat like that and you just can't help but
1: laugh. Yeah, I mean, the way Florida is playing right now, like, you have Who's to... Who's stopping them? Yeah. Who's stopping them? Who's stopping them? And, I mean, Carolina came really freaking close, mm-hmm. and it took Freddie Anderson putting up a 9-5-something, say, yeah. percentage too. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be an absolute slugfest as yeah, well. That was an epic battle, for sure. But, yeah, going back to um, Florida, Toronto, the other player, huge impact player, Matthew Kachuk, mm-hmm. absolutely decimating it and leading that team, like... I know Barkal is the captain, Mm -hmm. but I think Kachuk has just proved why he's a leader in this series. Yeah. Um, You know, there was that video of a bunch of Toronto fans chanting, we want Florida, when Mm -hmm. they were um, about to win the first round. And then when Florida beats Toronto, I think there was a quote from Kachuk, something like, "Uh, it's nice not to hear we want Florida tonight or something like that. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely (laughs) devastating. Yeah. I mean, is it too early to say that Calgary might have lost this trade? Well, see, this is the thing kachuk had a world beating season yes huberdo had a very down season
0: mm-hmm. so that might have also been with the coach in the system and- yeah
1: i know there's been problems with daryl sutter there yeah. and all that stuff so i would say not it's too early to say okay because we know Huberdeau is better than this mm-hmm. and it's not like he's super old yet mm-hmm. you know i think this season was kind of an anomaly for calgary so we've got to see what um huberdo can do yeah no that makes
0: sense uh moving on to the uh Carolina and New Jersey series where Carolina beats New Jersey four one. Um I honestly expected this uh to go exactly as it did. Um mm-hmm. I mean Carolina's stacked. New Jersey, don't get me wrong, they they did a great job um taking out the Rangers in seven. Yeah. Um look, uh, Carolina not even at full strength and they were just, they absolutely just dismantled them. Like, I mean, there's no real explanation other than New Jersey got out hustled in every aspect. Um, yeah. And Carolina walked away with a four one series victory. I, yeah, there's not yeah. really much to analyze here. They just got outplayed.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't think New Jersey like played bad or anything. No, I think no. this is just New Jersey ceiling this year. Yeah. And, um, I mean, they played well, but they're a very young team, right? Car- Carolina has some, some of that experience, like players like Brent Burns mm-hmm. and Jordan Stahl mixed in with their young guys. Mm-hmm. And Carolina is doing this without Max Pacioretty yeah. and without Andre Svechnikov, which uh, are two huge pieces.
0: I'm, I'm glad you said Pacioretty. I was going to say, like, that's a big veteran presence. He was a captain of the Canadiens for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. and he's not even on the team or on the
1: ice right now. I yeah. like imagine if he was. Yeah. So I mean Carolina's looking really good and they proved it in uh game one against Florida as well. Mm-hmm. Like those that was like two defensive teams going head to head. Yeah. You know. Um so Carolina's exciting to watch. For New Jersey next year, I think they can build on this. Yes. Do you think they keep Timo, Timo Meyer? Um I, I think
0: logically it doesn't make sense to, honestly, mm-hmm. given uh given the track record. But I could see no, actually, I take that back. I think logically, maybe give like a shorter deal, maybe three to five years. Yeah, bridge deal. Yeah, bridge deal. Um, but what I think is actually going to happen is they're going to hand him like an eight by eight or something.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> that's the thing. Because uh, Meyer is a um, restricted free agent, mm-hmm. his qualifying offer to keep his rights is $10 million. Oh, wow. So what they could do is not give him the qualifying offer. In that case, he becomes a UFA, and then they can sign whatever contract with him but it also opens them up to negotiate with any other team. Mm-hmm. So I would assume they go that route because even if they open up negotiation and they lose him, uh, they might be able to get by. Yeah. You know They had a strong team, and they're probably going to get some players back next year, like yeah. Patches and Sveshnikov. Mm-hmm. So, but I think it's interesting to watch. Like, I, I, and I have no idea what Meyer feels. Like, yeah. Does he want to stay there? Does he want to go somewhere else? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to justify 10 mil for a team of Meyer. Yeah,
0: I, I he's a great player, but ten million, I am not. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say something that. around
1: the six to eight range. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's seven tops in my opinion. I don't yeah. even know if he's reached the eight uh, range yet. Like he's he's a fantastic player, but it's either lights out or he you don't really see him on the yeah, ice. Yeah, very streaky. Yeah, so it's just you can't really be paying that ten million. I mean, given the Toronto situation, I guess all the core four is getting contracts like that anyways, but.
1: Yeah, but Timo Meyer's not at that level. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to justify 10 mil. I think he's going to turn into a UFA. Um, I, I don't know. I have, a, I have
1: doubts about him returning to New Jersey, but we'll see. Yeah, definitely a story to follow in the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving out west, Dallas versus Seattle. Dallas wins in seven. Mm-hmm. I think. Round of applause yeah. for the Seattle Kraken. Good job, Kraken! I beat all expectations. Yeah. You walk out of that there, head held high. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: we we started these uh, playoff predictions a couple podcasts ago. Um, I I I think I said Seattle going to win a grand total of zero games. Yeah, same. and they took down the uh, the reigning cup champs um, on on away ice. They they beat uh, Colorado in seven in Colorado. Yeah, um, and then took Dallas uh, to seven this time too. Um, granted they didn't win but you know like yeah like you said there's nothing really to to hang your head about like that this was this was an overachievement by Seattle in my yeah. opinion so
1: so the biggest question from Seattle is is this an anomaly or can they do this again next year i think that players are going to take
0: notice now and mm-hmm. see seattle as not just an expansion team but like a legitimate place to play. I mean, for Vegas, it happened in the first year. All of a sudden, they were getting like big names coming. Yeah, to I them. mean, they
1: went to the Cup final. Right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So it's
0: like it's not just like oh, it's an expansion team. It'd be fun to play there. I the, like the fourth line guys are like oh, I could get some minutes there. Yeah. No, the, I think Seattle's put the league on notice, and now I think possibly bigger. Na- I could see Timo Meyer, oh, maybe yeah. maybe going there. You know what I mean? Like it, I think bigger names are going to start heading to Seattle, um, just because they they've proven they ha- they have it in them. So big names like austin
1: matthews or mitch marner
0: uh that i'm not sure that's a definitely an off off season um debate uh i don't think that core four is staying together after this year mm-hmm. um but i don't know it would be interesting i i don't if i'm seattle i'm not really taking any of them um because that's i don't know i still think they eat up too much cap space and they're gonna have to pay them even more mm-hmm. let's be real they sure they've only won a max of five games in the playoffs um in the past like however many years but i think austin matthews and mitch marner are both going to get even bigger contracts than they have right now yeah um because nowadays in the nhl you get paid on potential
1: yeah so especially if you're younger yeah
0: yeah which is like unfortunate but you know like i don't know i,
1: I yeah I, I don't think seattle should be taking those players but you know that's a discussion for the yeah. off season. i think the bigger question for seattle is for their young players maddie veneers jared mm-hmm. mccann can they do this again I think they can. Yeah. I think they can. I mean even even in the playoffs, even when they
0: weren't on the score sheet, you yeah. notice them on the ice. Their presence was there and they were like making good plays,
1: defensive plays, hustling. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think they have it in them. Yeah um so looking at the other side of that match real quick we haven't talked much about dallas but mm-hmm. what a team yeah and i was just looking at their stacked. build yeah stacked and then looking at their build they have this perfect blend of veteran experience and young guys mm-hmm. you got vets like sagan ben pavelski Suter, and then you got a bunch of young guys too like johnston robertson um uh heiskanen Vince. yeah and ottinger as well mm-hmm. so and it doesn't matter what position, forward, core, defense, uh, they always have a great blend mm-hmm. of players. So they're built to be good now. They're built to be good in the future. Mm-hmm. I think this is an exciting team to watch. Yeah. And um, I think their game one also proved it. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I saw a stat um, where I think it was Wyatt Johnson had this series clinching goal
1: in both the first and second round. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Dallas's future is in very bright hands. Like, yeah. yeah. And. All these players are stepping up, right? Like you, like you said, Johnson is clinching games. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's other games where Pavelski's scoring four goals. Yeah. like I mean, and, he's 38, and he's still putting
0: up numbers like like that Austin Matthews should be putting up.
1: He's still playing on the top line. Yeah. With two young guys. Yeah.
0: As a not great skater. Yeah. You know, his, he's not very fast on the ice, but like, yeah. look at what he can do. When he, he knows what he's good at. He knows his role, and he utilizes it very well. And, and I think that could be said about most of that Dallas roster.
1: Yeah. And out of the four teams remaining... I think Dallas's power play is the one I have the most fun watching.
0: Yeah. I, I'm on the edge of my seat every
1: time because mm-hmm. I was like, they're going to do it. <laughs> they're going to do it. Like, Yeah. Very excited team to watch. Quick shout-out also to Miro Heiskinen, who I think is the new designated underrated player of the league. Yeah. For years, it's been uh, Alexander Barkov, mm-hmm. but no, it's Heiskanen. Mm-hmm. Anytime you watch a Dallas game, somehow he's in the right place, right time, all the time. All the, yeah, all the time. All the yeah. time. Like,
0: he, he she might not be the flashiest, like, you know, he's not... Um, He's no Eric Carlson doing some insane passes or like inc- crazy like breakaway goals or whatever, but
1: yeah, or like flying up end to end on the ice. Yeah, yeah, but if
0: you're a defenseman, you know what you should be doing. You should be defending, and that's exactly what he does. So yeah,
1: and gets a nice handful of points on top of that. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, he's every as a coach, that's probably the most perfect defenseman you could have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and uh, look at Dallas's success. You can't really can't really argue it with with it, this playoffs. So yeah.
1: Yep. And he fits right well with the Pete Dubois system mm-hmm. that relies a lot on defensemen being active. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Last second round matchup to talk about. Vegas takes out Connor McDavid and the Oilers mm-hmm. 4-2. Not surprised by this at all.
0: I, I don't know where all the narratives came from. Where Well, I, we, they came from TSN and Sportsnet and all these other Canadian media, media outlets where they were like, oh, we might see a McDavid-Matthews finals. No. I was like, as soon as Edmonton w- got put up against Vegas, I was like, they're done. In six, Vegas is going to take this, and that's exactly what happened. Um, the, Edmonton's a power play team. Yeah. Let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah. See, that was the thing. I had Edmonton um, winning the series in mm-hmm. six or seven, mm-hmm. but um, I did not expect Edmonton to get this shut down five on five. Yeah. And we've seen it in previous years when like the only big names were McDavid and Drysdale. Mm-hmm. That's not the case this year. Mm-hmm. You had Ryan Nugent-Hopkins with a 100-point season. You had Evander Kane with a great season. It did not show it mattered though. Yeah, see that was the whole thing. Like everyone's hating on uh Dreisaitl and McDavid like, "Oh, you guys can't get it done." But I'm like, "Okay, what was the rest well, of the team?" When you watch the Oilers play and McDavid flies in the zone, he's got 3 players like hanging off of yeah double or triple team yeah that means someone's open yeah and if that someone is evander kane ryan Nugent Hopkins, or zach hyman what are you guys doing yeah it's it's not so much that there's a lack of depth it's the the depth didn't show up the
0: depth yeah didn't show up yeah Yeah,
1: like i saw a bunch of other people complaining that oh hey uh edmonton needs to get more depth players no No, they they don't don't. (laughs) they have a solid top six yeah and a serviceable bottom six yeah for a team that's built like that, like they gotta do great. they got good contributions on the back end, Evan Bouchard uh, home, even Darnell nurse, like yeah, he had some really public mistakes yes. but overall, I think it was fine, yeah, you know yeah um yeah, I don't know, I think Edmonton should run it back
0: yeah i i yeah I think the issue i don't know if it's a coaching issue or whatever, but like if you're if that death Showed up to play with the same heart that McDavid and Drysaddle did. Mm-hmm. I, I, they might have made it past Vegas. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, on you can't just keep relying on, on, on man advantages to, to win you a series. It just doesn't work like that. It's it's the same way Toronto. You can't rely on Toronto to score nine goals a game with, yeah. no, with a subpar defense, like, and mm-hmm. to win. Like it just doesn't work like that.
1: Yeah. So. And um, <clears throat> the thing with Edmonton also was their goaltending fell off at like the worst time. That's true, and yeah. that's going to happen with a player like Stuart Skinner, who's very, very young. Yeah, you know? I, I, I don't know if you can blame Skinner. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean he was yeah. asked to deliver more than he should have been asked to. Yes, and he did his best. Yeah, and Jack Campbell was supposed to be that guy, which yeah. he wasn't. So, so I think maybe tinker with the with the goalies. Um, I expect Skinner to come back even better next season. Yeah, as you know, these players develop. So, I think if I was the GM of Edmonton, I'd probably run it back.
0: Yeah. I don't think drastic changes should be made, but yeah. there should be like something should be said in that locker room where it's like, guys, <laughs> yeah, you know, McDavid and, and dry can't do it all. So maybe this is
1: like the year where Colorado lost and Nathan McKinnon just said, no, we're doing it next year. Yeah. Maybe this is it for Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, something needs to be said in that yeah. locker room. So, all right, yeah. real quick, looking at the third round preview, we talked a little bit about it. So we got Florida versus Carolina and then Dallas versus Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, what series are you watching? What are you excited for? Uh, I'm so far.
0: I've uh, game one is fi- of each series has finished. Um, so far, I didn't get a chance to watch uh, Dallas versus Vegas, but I did. I watched some of Carolina versus Florida. Yeah, there was, that marathon there was, of a there game, was two games in that, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I, I remember like, uh, all right, this is going to go into the fifth overtime, and you know, whatever, and then. Matthew Kachuk just kind of Hail Marys it and goes in. A lot of people were like, oh, it might have been offside. I was like, guys, <laughs> there's a this is game one of the series. If this was yeah. game seven of the cup finals, sure. Also,
1: it. all goals in overtime are automatically reviewed now. Yeah, so. I was like, dude, like, just go home at
0: that point. Like, yeah. even Carolina's like, let's just go home. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. I, I audibly laughed though when I saw Kachuk score. He points at it and then immediately off the ice. I as anyone <laughs> should. I was
0: like, I think anyone should have done that. Yeah, I think that was a perfect response to that. And um,
1: of course it's Matthew Kachuk. Isn't of, it? Yeah,
0: yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, uh, both great series. I think I got Carolina in. Uh, in seven, and I also think I have Dallas in seven. I think both of these are going to seven. Uh, both games already went to overtime uh, of mm-hmm. each series. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be. I think these are very evenly matched series. Let's just put yeah. it that way.
1: Oh, absolutely. Both of these are watching like bulls just ramming it in the head. And, yeah. Or deer? Is it deer that do that? Deer. I don't, I don't know animals. <laughs> yeah, <but> yeah. That's <laughs> David Attenborough. <Admiral>. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I would disagree with you. I think Dallas in seven. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's going to be Florida in seven. Mm. Bobrovsky is way too good right now. Mm-hmm. So, I the, the reason I want to say Carolina
0: is one because I'm biased and I had them as a cup pick, but two, yeah. um I think uh, like we were talking about earlier, like the depth on that team is is unreal. Yeah. I mean, they it's a stacked team and like they they're not even at full strength and they're doing all this damage. Florida sure is Florida's advantage is they're playing with heart that no other team in the playoffs mm-hmm. is displaying right now. Uh, that being said, I, I I don't know how far it gets you in in comparison to, in like comparison to a team like Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think Carolina has been especially because they've been in at least the East Finals in the past few years. Uh, maybe uh, second round, third round, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they have playoff experience recently. I don't think Florida does, and yeah. uh, we've seen teams crumble as farther they go into the playoffs. Um, I feel like this might happen to Florida this round, um, but so
1: far they've been looking great. So yeah, it's really hard to say. Exciting, exciting things. Yeah, let's uh, take a quick foray to the other side of the standings, <laughs> the very uh, bottom. Yeah, the draft lottery happens um, by draft lottery rules this year. The first two picks were lottery picks, mm-hmm. um, and the teams had odds based on their finishing position. So Anaheim finished last; they had the best odds. But the first overall pick goes to the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm -hmm. Second overall pick goes to the Anaheim Ducks. Then your draft order top five is Chicago, Anaheim, Columbus, San Jose, and Montreal. So this means most likely that Chicago will be drafting generational talent, Connor Bedard.
0: Not even a full season, full off season after uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tays are gone. Mm -hmm. They get to restart and uh, pretend that... Their whole Kyle Beach situation just never existed. Yeah. Great PR win, as you mentioned a couple of yeah, podcasts like ago. When
1: we talked about, last time we talked about lottery, I said, who needs a PR win more than Chicago? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to accuse anyone of any fixing or anything like that. But if you are a fan of any team that is not Chicago, you are not happy right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Even, okay, like, let's ignore the whole, like, oh, it was rigged. I mean, like, there's people will always say that. But mm-hmm. what, makes me angry is you had New Jersey have to suspend a first round pick for signing Kolachuk to a legal contract at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it was like a 15 year contract or something. You had Arizona lose a first couple of first round picks. Um, because
1: they had like pre pre combine like workouts yeah, or something. They had With, um, they talked to prospects yeah. about their diets and had them do I think some light workouts outside the official NHL draft combine, which is a rules violation. Yeah,
0: got penalized for that. Yeah, this one you covered up an assault within your organization for a decade. Yeah, only got fined two mil, which you made back in, in an season hour and ticket half. Sales. in season ticket sales an hour and a half after winning the draft lottery, mm. and you still somehow get to pick first overall, or the fact that you get to pick in the first round at all.
1: Yeah, it really brought back the feeling that the punishment didn't fit the crime. No, at all. At all. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, it's even, yeah, again,
0: keeping all the rigged accusations aside, why is Chicago picking in the first round at all? Why do they
1: own a first round pick? Let's put it that way. Yeah, so they got no sporting penalties Mm -hmm. for just uh, money. Yeah, just money, which
0: for a literal crime. Yeah. An actual punishable by prison time crime.
1: Yeah. And, um, I think the people involved, like uh, Stan Bowman and Joel Quenville, are not allowed back in the league until yeah. Gary Bettman says they're allowed back in the league. But um, no sporting penalties for the team. Yeah, it's yeah. a joke.
0: It's a joke. Yeah, I there's if there's any team that absolutely does not deserve Connor Bedard, um, I hate using that word. Oh, and deserve. I'm like you got to earn it. But like in this case, yeah, you actually don't deserve him. Yeah, I was like given the way you've treated players and star players and and. I I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, that's how the ping pong balls roll. Yeah, of course. Freaking ping pong balls. Yeah, so we'll follow up on the draft lottery in a couple weeks here. I think it's in the middle of June is the lottery. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, not the lottery, the draft. The draft, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, Last story for this episode. The Arizona Coyotes are in the news again. So for It's always bad stuff, too. It's never good things. So for those of you who aren't uh, familiar with the story, I'm going to give a very, very high-level overview here. Currently, the Arizona Coyotes are sharing an arena with Arizona State University Mullet Arena, that seats about five thousand, which is way less capacity than any other NHL team. A third, or maybe a fourth. I'm not sure. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Very, very small arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where the Arizona Coyotes are playing, and the logo at Center Ice is still the ASU Sun Devils, not the Coyotes. So, yeah. Have
0: all- you, sorry, quick, quick tangent. Have you noticed in the in like highlights and stuff, they do their best to not show the middle of the ice. Oh, I have noticed like that. Arizona like games and stuff. I, I was like, wow, they really like try to cut away as quick as possible. Oh, I didn't notice <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Unless well, it's a breakaway, obviously, but yeah. anyways, I digress.
1: Um so they're playing in this arena because um they lost their tenancy at their uh NHL facility in Glendale, um Arizona. But uh they now have this deal until 2025 to play, share space with Arizona State University. Mm-hmm. Their plan was to build a brand new entertainment district in what is currently a landfill in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, this would include an arena, it would include uh, apartments, it would include shopping. It's supposed to be like a full-on entertainment district. Mm-hmm. Um, Tempe City Council was on board, everything was going alright, and then it went into a public vote. Mm-hmm. And they had to pass some referendums to um, agree to use the land for that. Yeah, and the Arizona Coyotes lost that vote. Yeah, that should have been a. I I was shocked, but I was like that. I, I thought that was going to be a slam dunk. Like, yeah, easy one. So they lost that vote. The citizens of Tempe want to keep that as a landfill, a landfill. or use it for other. Um, building opportunities. I wasn't quite sure what they're actually going to use I think it. it. I think the quote was like recreational purposes or something like that. Right? Okay, so they're going to build something other than an arena there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but, you know, now the Coyotes don't have anywhere to go post-2025. Yeah. So they did confirm that they're going to stay at Mullet Arena for at least next season, but... This might be the end of the Coyotes in Arizona. Yeah, I think it. I I don't think it might. It, it's a might.
0: I think it is. I, I, I where are they going to go? I mean, the Islanders were dealing with a similar situation a couple years ago, mm-hmm. but they did eventually get an arena, and they're. I think they're doing fine now. I think the fan base is back in it. Um, but yeah, the Coyotes they, they are quite literally homeless after this year. Like, not even a college team wants to like host them.
1: Yeah, so uh, you got to move them if you want to stay in Arizona. I think your two options are you got to reconcile with Glendale somehow, which seems. Unlikely. No, I don't think the so. The other option is to share space with the Phoenix Suns, though the Suns owner mm-hmm. has not been enthusiastic about that prospect.
0: Yeah. I mean, given how, how, how much the Coyotes lose in terms of finances every single year, I, who, who is excited about that?
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, when the NHL went to Arizona... It didn't feel like they gave them a fair shake, right? Like, you look at Vegas, you look at Seattle, they got these expansion drafts um, that were meant to make them competitive right away. Right. And they succeeded, largely. Right, but, I mean, so Columbus and Minnesota, I believe, came in in the same year. Or maybe, like... Well, Arizona was a relocation of the Winnipeg Jets, right? They weren't an expansion team. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. That is true.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's largely probably why the team also failed. But... um, the, the reason I bring up uh, Columbus and Minnesota is because the the draft or the uh, what do you call it the expansion draft I guess you could call it mm-hmm. um, the rules changed significantly they they're much they they are designed to make the team more competitive right off the bat yeah um,
1: because the NHL learned having a yeah. team just suck for decades yeah. is not conducive to growing the game right
0: Columbus and Minnesota still suck <laughs> I, I I genuinely can't remember the last time Minnesota made it past the second round if they have ever
1: yeah i i don't know yeah that's what i mean columbus
0: has never done it like minnesota's never done it columbus
1: has what one series win
0: yeah against tampa in 2019 Mm -hmm. miracle (laughs) yeah like yeah yeah, they've won on a miracle and and which is like it's a shame i mean like the the expansion draft like whatever rules can Mm -hmm. be a a whole separate debate but it, it feels like the coyotes were somewhat doomed to fail
1: yeah And they've never had a stable ownership who wanted to be competitive, right? Mm -hmm. They were always kind of the team that was cutting costs or not wanting to field... expensive players on the ice no good owners yeah because they just wanted to survive yeah and they kind of became this cap dump
0: yeah graveyard yeah yeah yeah
1: where they send your old players who are never going to play again on long-term injured reserve, just so that arizona can meet the cap floor yeah and that's just how they survived and in their years there 20 something years they've been there since 96 Mm -hmm. um they had what shane doan as a star player and their biggest claim to fame is that austin matthews was from Arizona.
0: Yeah, nobody on the current roster. <laughs> it's some guy in Toronto, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. yeah. It's a
1: shame. And now like Clayton Keller is there, but like come how big of a star is Clayton Keller compared to He gets no coverage. I haven't yeah. heard anything from him this and year. Is it because he's bad or is it because he's in Arizona? Who knows? Yeah. You know, I could see Clayton Keller going to some other market and suddenly becoming a huge name.
0: Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just I I think it's because because it's Arizona, honestly. Yeah. Um and I mean part of Part of the the, the bad image uh, kind of debate is when you're an away team going to Mullet Arena,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're not even in a real locker room. You're in a storage yeah, closet, that they basically. Put wax in. Yeah. And it's like, and they have like those like foldable chairs that they use at barbecues and stuff. Yeah. Like that's what professional athletes are sitting on. And you have state of the art, but they're going to like other places and they have state of the art locker rooms for the away team. Yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's a very bad look. And I, I don't know if, if Gary Bettman needs to kind of just put his pride aside and be like, it, we tried, but it didn't work.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, we're talking about relocation, right? So now we're bringing up all the names that come up, whatever we talk about relocation, Houston, Quebec city, Salt Lake city was a big one. Yeah. Um, you had, uh, Patrick Mahomes from the chiefs, mm-hmm. Kansas city Chiefs, saying, Hey, come to Casey. Mm-hmm. So people are interested elsewhere. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah what do you think? Where do you think if they had to move uh I
0: just because I've seen the name come up more often than any other one is I think they're gonna end up in Houston mm-hmm. um, they're not gonna go to Canada because um yeah, Canada's doing fine, everyone tunes into teams in Canada yeah, uh,
1: I have a bone to pick with that actually. the initial strategy has always been try and get casual fans or new fans to watch oftentimes at the detriment of your existing loyal fan base but the loyal fans are gonna tune in anyways. Yeah, but it's the idea of if you make a great product that mm-hmm. your fans enjoy, aren't they more likely to spread by word of mouth and bring people in because it's mm-hmm. a great product, not because you did some marketing ploy. Right. You know, like you I talk see. about things as like like the jersey ads straight up to start times of the game. Mm-hmm. Everything is built to be for the casual fan. And they mm-hmm. move their schedule around like, oh, we don't want to clash with the NFL. We don't want to clash with the NBA. Like, for once, I'd like the league to just say, here's our thing. Watch if you want. And we're going to make it a great experience for you on TV, mm-hmm. on, in the arena, no matter what. If yeah. you can't watch and you want to see a replay later, we make that easy for you to find. Mm-hmm. Um, how hard is it even just to watch live games right now? For some people, it's impossible. Like games yeah. getting blacked out and, and like in the local region, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Arizona is like a symptom of that. They're like, yeah, let's go get fans in Arizona rather than maybe giving someone like Quebec City yeah a dedicated team with a dedicated fan base and getting that gate revenue and growing the game that way. Yeah. And we've seen Vegas and Seattle get fans from all over both countries just because mm-hmm. they're people are like, oh, I want to follow hockey, but I don't know what team. Oh, this team's brand new. I'm going to follow them. Yeah if you just get a successful team somewhere, like, yeah, you know, I kind of feel like coming back to Arizona, it might be better to let the franchise fold, go to 31 teams, for like two seasons, then expand. Hmm. Give them you're a right. fresh start.
0: You're right. Yeah. Just erase the history entirely. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I, I think that is a good move. Hey, you, you know, what it reminds me of is this whole, like going to other places and stuff mm-hmm. is in typical, I can't speak for every, uh, every, workplace but in typical corporate offices fashion whatever um you see you see managers look externally to fill in bigger roles instead of often trying to promote internally minus like a couple people here and there Mm -hmm. and that's that's what it feels i was like you have all these great teams um that could be better there's there's a lot that could be better about the nhl yeah but the focus is to expand the market I was like, if you just made a better quality product on ice and marketed it better within the team, then maybe ESPN would just stop shitting all over hockey the way that they do.
1: More so growing a team in Arizona or Houston. Mm -hmm. You'd be better off getting a deal like F1 or uh, Major League Soccer saying, hey, all our games are on this platform. You pay this much a month. You can watch anything you want.
0: Yeah. And make sure that's true. Like, make sure that's like actually yeah, No blackouts,
1: no restrictions. You, and if you want need to make it expensive, make it expensive. Mm-hmm. I'd pay hundred dollars a year to or know for sure that, that you're getting... I can watch any game I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Why does that not exist? Yeah, like, you are behind the times, NHL. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's a whole separate issue with the yeah. the marketing and everything. But um, yeah. Uh, I, I think I like your idea with just letting the Coyotes be done. Um, and just let let it be thirty one teams for a little bit. Yeah, and then figure out to, to go from lot. there. Not even One season, just not even like.
1: Yeah, just so that you can say it's very obvious. It's not blatantly obvious that mm. you're folding and expanding. And I think you need some time to get logistics in place, right? Yes. You'll have to get an owner. You'll have to get uh, marketing and build the logos the, for the team, build yeah. up some hype. That's so what I gonna,
0: mean. I thought that was going to take longer than a season, but maybe not. I don't know.
1: I mean, if how much longer is it than the Jets did it in like a month? when The Jets the, already existed, though. When the Thrashers moved to Winnipeg? But they changed all their branding and everything. Not that much.
0: I guess the color stayed the same, The right? color stayed logo. the same. They kept one of the logos, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not it wasn't too much. They had something to go off of. I, I'm, I'm talking, if you're moving a team to Houston, you're going to have to start fresh. Yeah. Or Salt Lake City or, or wherever. But but I mean, that's true even if you move the team, right? Unless you keep the Coyotes branding. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I, it depends where you move. I, yeah. I guess if you move to Salt Lake City in Houston, maybe Coyotes still makes sense. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. Given what has happened... And the reputation that the Coyotes have built up in the public image, mm-hmm. I think it's in their best interest to just let it go. Just yeah. let the Coyotes, like, I hate to say it, but just let, let them die. Like, let it just go away and replace it.
1: Max two seasons, I think. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. Two seasons, 24 months mm-hmm. to come up with branding and find an owner. Yeah. Which you would have to do anyway if you're moving the team. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I could see that happening.
0: But yeah. Uh, where do you, if you think they're going to move, let's say, in the next season, next two seasons, where, where do you think they're going to end up and what's your ideal
1: situation? Yeah, I think I agree with you in saying it's probably going to be Houston. Mm-hmm. My ideal situation would be that they get a fair shake in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Like, what if you fold this team, wait two seasons, and then expand in Arizona? I don't, uh, I don't think it's going to work. Are fans going to be that upset? Yeah. I, I, I think they would. I, I think they would be
0: like, oh, they're back, oh, great. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, and then be like, oh, oh good. The, it's the landfill team again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't think fans would be all that excited about it just yeah. because it's, it's just
1: not worked. Like I, I don't think fans would genuinely be excited about a team being back in Atlanta. And how many perennial basement teams would take a free reset right now? <sighs> I would love to just throw away the entire Sharks roster and restart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was
0: seeing these a uh, couple of uh, expansion drafts after the 2019 season, I was like man, I just wish I would love to just throw away the entire roster and restart. We have so many long contracts we can't get out of right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it'll come for those expansion teams eventually. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I would have loved for them to get a fair shake in Arizona, mm-hmm. but if they have to move, I think Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a market that has been talked about for so long. Just, just do it. Yeah, <laughs> just know? yeah. Uh,
0: there, there could be a pretty good uh, battle in Texas uh, that you can market. To, yeah, to the NHL too. It's
1: placed well for Dallas. Placed well for Nashville. Mm-hmm and um i think keeps it in the central too. yeah that's the other thing i was going to say you want to keep the team in the central because you move it somewhere else you have to realign divisions mm-hmm. and detroit and columbus pushed really hard to be in the east the last time there was a realignment yeah so which uh, made, never made sense i was like i can't believe they were ever in the west to begin with yeah it's just because there's a concentration of east teams right there's a point yeah. toronto was in the west no way yeah <laughs> that's so silly yeah wow mm-hmm Yeah, so that makes yeah okay yeah. So if you got to stay in the central division, then Salt Lake City and Houston, like KC's not bad, but I don't see them going there. Uh, It's why not because they have to compete with the Chiefs. No, just because I think they've talked about Houston for so long Uh, that I'm sure they have contacts there. I'm sure there's someone who might be interested. Mm -hmm. And Texas has proven itself uh, able to support multiple sports franchises. Yeah, and every other league has multiple there.
0: That is true. Yeah, hockey's the only one with one. Yeah,
1: so I if they have to move, it's Houston for me. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how this pans out. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're running up on time here. Um, Mm -hmm. anything burning you want to get to?
0: Not really, not really. Just, uh, trying to see how these, uh, this third round goes. I think it's, like I said, I think both of them are going to go to game seven. Um, we'll see, we'll see how this, uh, plays out. Maybe, maybe history will be made. Maybe a team that is, finally has a player on the roster making over 10 mil we'll uh we'll go to the finals win a cup we'll see um i don't think it's gonna happen but uh yeah just excited for the third round excited for the finals um decided to keep up with the the draft there, yeah like you said at the beginning of the episode there's a lot going yeah. on
1: from uh, now yeah. until free agency i think we're gonna have some pretty full episodes yeah yeah
0: it might slow down a little bit in like the end of july but i think it's gonna be uh it's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of hockey stuff happening in the next couple months. I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, excited, excited. Uh, This has been Glass Seats. We're mm-hmm. out every Saturday wherever um, podcasts are found. So we hope you follow along, listen along. Catch you next one. Peace. Peace.